the kingdom belongs to his sheep and your life is in the hands of a God who never sleeps fear not little lamb for the kingdom belongs to his sheep and your in the hands of a God who Welcome back to Tending Lambs. I'm Katie, and this episode is the second half of the conversation between me and Sam about our experience with anxiety and depression and ways to help live and parent through it. We hope this one is as encouraging for you as it was for us to talk through. So why don't we move on and talk a little bit about people who might feel like they're failing their children because of depression and anxiety. Um, I think I've seen quite a bit of that in the group. And just as I've, I've gotten just more interactive with people online, I've seen a lot of that. What is your, what is your experience with that? I feel like I have to talk myself out of that belief every day, essentially. Um, Yeah, I get caught up personally every day. And I think a lot of it is anxiety, which is kind of a pain because I'm like, my anxiety and depression is causing me to be a terrible mother. Oh no, my anxiety and depression is causing me to be terrible. It's this horrible cycle. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, And it it often feels a lot more urgent and um, critical than it really is in the moment. Yeah. And so I really have to remind myself that that I can take a moment and I can kind of reorganize my thoughts, um, consider that we're okay, everyone is okay, but also if there are some needs that need to be met, that maybe I can focus on those and alleviate some of the pressure that's on me and some of the things I feel like I'm failing at. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that's hardest for me when I'm in a real bout of depression And thankfully, I haven't had too deep of one since Calvin has been born. Um, But I'm always just a little bit afraid that one's going to kind of creep up on me, you know. Um, And one of the things that I'm scared of is that when I'm in those times, when I'm in those bouts of depression, and they can, they've in the past have lasted a really long time, you know, years, that the things that I need to do to get myself out of those uh, zones, I guess, so those, those times are the last thing I want to do. They're not even on my list. You know, it's like, I don't want to see people. That's the whole point, but I know I need to be social or I don't want to go for a walk and get sunlight. And honestly, it's not going to lift my spirit enough anyway, but I know that if I were to exercise daily, it would help, you know, like, but those are the last things I want to do. You know, all I want to do is eat comfort food and watch Netflix. Like, but that, that literally makes it worse. And one of the things that I don't want to do, and I'm particularly uh, aware of because of certain things in my own past is my propensity to check out and to kind of like go in 
and how scary that could be for Calvin. And you know how feeling like mom is unreachable is really scary. Um, and so far in some of the darker moments since he's been born, that's that basically doing it for him has been a good, a, a helpful motivation. And I hope it stays that way. And I, um, yeah, I pray that it stays that way. And sometimes it feels like you don't really have a choice. You know what I mean? Like you, there's hoping and then there's just, I've got to, I've got to get help. And um, getting help, I think, is one of those things that in those darkest moments, you can't pull yourself out of it. You can't, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes your kids are not enough motivation, sadly, but that, that is the human condition. Sometimes it gets there. And at that point, you have to have other people to help. Yeah, absolutely. That's the one thing. You know, that you kind of, your, your depressed or anxious self, for me, depressed self, like wants to avoid at all costs, but it's the one. Well, and I can really suck too, because if you have any level of social anxiety, which I know is kind of a buzzword and people say it like the way that they say, oh, I have OCD when they don't really have it. But um, if you have anxiety and, <laughs> and you happen to be a human being, then you probably have some level of social anxiety. And it is so easy for me at least to talk myself out of being open with someone or if I have been open, I'll backtrack or um, I think it was last week, someone from church texted and asked how I was doing. And I was like, everything is a disaster. And I kind of said it jokingly, but it was what I, it was what I really felt like was going on. And well, and then I saw that she was calling me and I panicked because I was just like, I can't take that back. And now I have to like, I just texted her back and I just went through all these things. And I was like, Samantha, pick up the phone. Like there is no threat here. Um, And it ended up being really encouraging. And I mean, the fact that she took the initiative to call me Mm. and held up a lot of the conversation and in a way that was really encouraging because that's why she called. She wanted to know what was going on, what she could do to help. And she wanted to be a friend. And um, that took a lot of, the burden of that day off of me. I just felt like even though I hadn't really seen anybody or been around anybody, I felt like someone else knew and someone else cared and someone else took their time to encourage me with, with scripture and in relating with their own experiences. And, and it was open-ended. It wasn't like a, well, I hope you feel better. It was like, Hey, I'm here for you. And, um, and had I not answered the phone and made some lame excuse, uh, as to, why I couldn't have done that. Um, we just have to be really careful not to psych ourselves out. And that's not to say that sometimes you really don't have the energy because sometimes you don't and boundaries are really important. But I think when we do have depression and or anxiety, so much of it feels there's either panic or, or just untruths basically lies lies that, that we tell ourselves and that we get caught up in. And, um, and we have to we have to say no to those right. and like what is the truth what does scripture say about who i am and what i need right. um what does scripture say about fellowship what does scripture say about hope and what are some like i have the holy spirit dwelling inside of me and that is obviously all that i have knowing that that christ has overcome all of this yeah. and that we're not just stuck this way and that we do have the spirit 
to kind of urge us along. Yeah. Um, sometimes that's just really what it comes down to during a really hard day. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, you know, there, in the beginning we were talking about how we've been raised in a culture that kind of like belittles our feelings and, you know, that everything we feel is a lie and we can't trust ourselves and stuff. But, but there is some truth to, uh, especially when you're prone to anxiety or depression, like this, um, this ability to, to live in a lie that, that you believe you're beyond help and that you, you know, there's, when I'm depressed, I can't even, it's, it, it colors my entire life. When I think back to memories that in a, from a season that was not a, in a depression, depressive state, it almost is like, I don't believe that was real. Like mm-hmm. uh, it's, and it's a really strange experience. It, it's, it colors it as if I was depressed then. And it was just like a kind of a happy day. And yeah. I, it takes fellowship. It takes Corne, you know, telling me the truth and like saying, you're feeling really bad. That is, that is, the, that is real. I understand that, but you know, this and this and this are the truth. Like, when I can't preach to myself, I need somebody else to preach to me. And that's why, like, honestly, it's really, really important to cultivate healthy relationships. Um, I would say it's vital. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's like you can't, you can't exist without it, you know? Well, and there's been um, times recently where, I mean, some people are familiar with the stuff that we've kind of been going through. Um, and I mean, it goes from my health to Aaron losing his job to gotten a freaking car accident. No, we have one car. Like it's just one thing after the other. But um, yeah. there's been days where I really cannot see outside of the stress. And yeah. Aaron has been able to sit and be like, okay, this is all really bad. And we both have, we're both really struggling and he has anxiety too. So he definitely understands, which I'm, I'm grateful for that um, mm-hmm. perspective, even though it can be kind of hard to work with two adults who have anxiety. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I think it was last week or the week before he sat down with one of the whiteboards and just wrote out, um, how can we glorify God today? And that has been really convicting for me is because what else can I do but focus on, okay, what can I, what can I do to glorify God in this moment? What can I do that honors him? Um, And even if it's something really, really small, it can be just having someone there to be like, okay, so this is really bad, but let's refocus and not in a dismissive way, but you do have to focus on something or, or you'll just kind of stay in the pit. Yeah. And I know that some people are really isolated, so I hope none of this sounds shameful for someone who might be struggling to find a good church or yeah. is in an unhealthy church or an unhealthy relationship. Or, I mean, I was a single mom, and the situation that I was in during that season living with my parents was, like, really toxic, and I didn't have good friends and stuff. So there definitely are times where we're not just telling you, like, oh, if you go out, and, and try to find friends, you'll be fine. Like, to understand. Right. Yeah. I, but I do think it's important that like people not, um, 
stay there. You know, as, as like you, you can, I mean, there's only so much you can do, you know, <laughs> like when you're searching, but at least for me, it can be, it can be really easy to like, Oh, this is just where it is and kind of get comfortable, like being by myself. And, and I've been being resigned to like, Oh, this is my fate. And that's, that's a bad, unhealthy, toxic place to be. <laughs> Exa- exactly. And that's the thing. Like I get it. I get that that happens. I've been, I have been there. Me too. Very, I have very been there, <laughs> you know, but at that point I think it's important for people to hear and for people to know that that isn't okay. You know, it's like, yeah. And, and, and I think in those moments, like it's at least for me, it's really easy to make excuses and to be like, I'm just too tired. I just can't, I just yeah. can't do it. But it's like, well, at that point it's do or die. Yeah. You know? And, um, kind of like we were talking about with earlier, it can be really easy to justify and to like, not just justify, but to kind of rationalize and make things e- equalize things. And like, Oh, you know, it's just, this is just a, how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important that people hear that. No, it's not okay. And you yeah. need help. Something that I get really caught up in and um, our pastor is actually kind of one of the first ones to turn this back around and give me the truth on it. But that I always feel like, I mean, we're called to be in community and we're called to serve one another, whether that be our family or our church community. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've always felt like I can't ask for help if I'm not able to Mm. reciprocate, Um, whether I've vocalized that or whether like our pastor has been like, how can we help? And I'll be like, well, you can help in this way. And in response to, I would like to help in this way. And there's just a certain point where (laughs) he was like, it's okay if you don't have anything to to give right now. Ooh, you yeah. can be on the receiving end. And then at a different time, you won't be or you might not be. But, like, it's okay. It really is okay. And maybe maybe it's just the human condition to think that we owe everybody um, or we're not worthy of, of blessing, honestly. Um, unless we're able to give it right back, but that's just not true. And it's not, the church is there for us too. Like I think we focus outside of ourselves so much sometimes. Um, and to think if we're not giving enough, then we don't deserve to be receiving, um, or maybe that we're burdening other people, but we're called to carry one another's burdens. And sometimes that looks like someone else helping you carry your burden. You are part of the church that needs helping as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. That is a really good note. And I need that one. <laughs> Cause I feel the same way I do. I feel like, Oh man, you know, oh, can I ask for that? I haven't done this or this, or I've, you know, been kind of flaky lately and it's this and this and this. And yeah, definitely. Um, so why don't we wrap up? here i think this has been a really good discussion at least it's been really nice for me to kind of verbally process this with you um why don't we wrap up here with either the favorite your favorite tip that you've heard from someone else or just something that you have gleaned over the years that you would like to to leave people with as far as parenting gentle parenting in particular with depression or anxiety Mm -hmm. I guess some really important things for me 
to um, to remember, whether it's the ever-present battle of the chronic illness or I feel really anxious or I feel really depressed is to remember that um, our depression or anxiety or circumstances, they can't steal God's will for our lives and for our children's lives. So when I feel that I'm miserably failing and that my children are just going to eternally suffer for it, um, I pray and I I meditate on God's word and know that depression can't keep my children from knowing the Lord if he calls them. Um, And that is, that is really, really a great hope for me because I do fail and we all, I mean, we're all sinners and we all fail, but, but we have God's worth, God's word to meditate on, um, which is something that not everybody has. We have the inerrant word of God. The, the passage that came to mind when I was thinking of that was um, John from John 10, it's 27 through 30. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. So aside from all of that, um, tried and true tips on what, to do and not to do. Do not beat yourself up. It's not helpful. Yeah. I think we've covered a lot of uh, not going inward tips already. Um, don't ignore your suffering or inability. Um, ask for help. Uh, don't try to brush it under the rug. Rest in God's love and grace and also rest in fellowship and the help that other believers and just your support system can give to you. Yeah. Um, Getting through today, I attend my anxiety manifests in the whole world is coming to an end because this is going to lead to this and this is going to lead to this. And this is like, I just need to stop and focus on the moment. What am I doing right now? What is, what is pressing right now? Um, or not. Sometimes I just take a minute to breathe, but, um, but I mean, focus on what you can do in the moment, whether that is just stopping, whether you need to go to scripture, whether you need to make a phone call, whether you need to just get a drink of water or sit with your kids or something. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to take downtime and to, to rework your schedule and not overcommit. It's okay if your kids watch Netflix and eat cereal for dinner and you guys just sit on the floor playing My Little Ponies for the day. Like yeah. it's okay. It is one day in the entirety of y'all's life <laughs> it's, it's right. gonna be okay and there's no reason to feel guilty for that and honestly in my experience I will stand and try to be busy and I'm not accomplishing anything because I have so much anxiety about accomplishing things when my children really 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 love when I just stop and sit with them yeah it means a lot to them and it's something that they ask and I can find myself in my anxiety thinking but I have to do things I have to do things I have to do things but what is most important in my day mothering it's being with them and they don't ask a lot of me and so just to sit and be with them and be still with them is is really it's a blessing to them and it's a blessing to me and it's something I find that those are the moments that I really kind of get a, a, a peak of actual genuine joy just yeah. watching them and being with them I think um to to wrap this up my my last tip or point or just the what I have found really important in my journey through depression um, kind of 
bounces right off of that. And it's, um, we talk a lot about connection in gentle parenting and how important connection is for kids. And uh, don't underestimate your own need for connection. Um, and that all of these things that we're talking about getting, you know, the telling yourself the truth, all of these things, like it's, it's so important that you recognize your own need for genuine connection. I'm not just talking about like get social and be with people. I mean like genuine, like look into your soul kind of connection with a friend, your pastor, your husband, or whoever, maybe your wife or, um, that you are able to be seen by someone. Um, And in that, like all of this in my mind, the words that just keep coming to mind for me are truth and honesty. And the reason they're separate in my mind is like, you need truth to be told to you, whether you're preaching it to yourself or you're hearing it from someone else, you need, you need that truth constantly, the truth of the situation, the truth of, what's going on. Your emotions are real, but they're not always true. And so you need someone to be there for you to tell you the truth and it requires connection. But honesty to me is um, like when you're being honest, (laughs) you know, and and they're like, and so in my mind, somehow there's like this category distinction here of like just being honest with someone and being I've seen so many people since we've started this group kind of him and haw around the issues in their lives and about the severity of a problem and they'll kind of mention this thing or we have this problem and then you kind of as you as you piece things together from their story you hear oh this is actually really serious and they need real help and I think it's really important for people to be honest with themselves yeah about the help that they need so that they can they can get that because you just can't get that help if you're not if you're not serious with yourself about the need for it well, I think when we get to the place that we understand our need, we also start to understand our need for Christ more too. At least Amen. that's been true for me. <laughs> no, that's absolutely. It's like, oh wow, okay, I fail. <laughs> I fail. I'm really glad that I I don't have to rest on my own work. Yeah, we saw how that went in the garden. So, uh... for real. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Oh, but one day, you know, we did, my pastor was just not to go on and on, but my pastor was just preaching about this on Sunday, the, uh, at the church we've been visiting. It's really great. Um, and just how freeing and how wonderful it is to know, like one day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. One day, you know, either we're going to be in glory and then eventually, you know, we're going to be resurrected. Um, or Jesus is going to come back. And he's going to set everything right. He is going to make everything new. And that is like, man, what a, what a real, real hope that is when you, when it gets in deep, you know what I mean? Yeah. When it finally starts to click and you can really meditate on it. Yeah. That is, that is really, that is really the hope. And that's what we need to be preaching to ourselves and to each other every day. Absolutely.
Well, thanks for this discussion, Sam. It was really good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, have a good night. And everybody listening, you have a good whatever time it is where you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Peace out. Thanks so much for listening to Tending Lambs. There's always so much more that can be said. So if you'd like to continue the conversation, please join us in the Tending Lambs Facebook group. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tending Lambs, Instagram at Tending Lambs, and for show notes, our blog, and other gentle parenting resources, check out tendinglambs.com. If you're a fan of this podcast and would like to help us continue creating content, we now have a Patreon. We'd love it if you would consider supporting us through that platform. As a patron, you'll be supporting the podcast, blog, and entire Tending Lambs community. But not only that, you'll receive lots of fun perks as well. Sign up to support us at patreon.com slash tendinglambs. And as always, until next time.